Hello and welcome. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, a brand new week. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I'm your host, David Cooper. This is the show where no one's listening, the show where no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode. Today, my British friend Tony Five joins us for, well, I don't know, a slice of life. It's going to be one of those episodes where we just ramble on, but to be honest, that's what this show is. That's who I am. That's who Tony is. And if you don't like it, well, I hope you do like it. This is the only podcast radio show that isn't a radio show where we talk about scheduling the show on the show. Tony, are you okay switching to weekdays? Is that because the weekends I can never make it. Are we recording now, baby? Yes, we're, we're always recording, Tony. Mm. What, you want your theme music or something? Yes, David. Otherwise, how do people know who the hell I am? Otherwise, how do people know who you are? <laughs> Do you want the whole intro, though? Because I have, like, a like a longer one where it's like, and now, time for Tony. Yes, David. Ugh, I gotta do the whole one? Jesus. Jesus Christ, what is the matter with you? People must know, David. Okay, give me a second. I gotta find it. And now, and now, now live from London, live England, from London, England, London, England, it's foreign correspondent, foreign correspondent Tony Five. Tony Five. Tony Five. <laughs> It's a shit show already, fucks. And you want to do it weekdays to be more professional. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I want to do it on the weekdays so we're more professional. <laughs> Is that how my voice sounds? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. I get compared to David Spade a lot. Did you know that? Racist. Like people, well, he's not Jewish, so it is racist. No, people like used to text in when I did the overnight show. Speaking of that overnight show, I have to tell you something in a second about the overnight show. Um, but people used to text in be like, who let David Spade on the radio? You know, like shit. And I'm like, fuck off, you know? Okay. And then? Now he's typing. It's so obvious when you're not paying attention to me. Why? Is it because I don't look at you? Or you just give me one. You're like, oh, all right. And then you take forever to answer. Right. Hit me. Um, the overnight show that we used to do? Yes. We stopped. Tell me we've got it back. No, we stopped doing it 11 months ago. Is it that long ago? It's been a bad year, do you know it's what? It's been a fucking shit. terrible year. It's been a shit year, to be oh honest with you. Oh, my God. I'm in a funk at the moment, David. Tell me about the funk. I just, I just feel, I don't know, is it maybe the time of the month or time of the year where it's kind of, it's a very miscellaneous part of the year. Like, I'm looking forward to, like, Christmas and New Year and, not New Year, Christmas. I like Christmas, but I never, like, do anything, like, amazing for Christmas. 
And are you still doing your Thanksgiving? I'm hoping you'll come like you said you always would and you've always wanted to do and it was something to look forward to. to. You can stay here so your only cost would be the flight and you can get a cheap one, you know, connecting in, I don't know, Bavaria, (laughs) Bulgaria, (laughs) Bavaria, uh, Botswana, some country or place with a B. Do you know what? It is on my list. It's not though. If you, what possibly could make it not work? Is it just work? Oh, yeah, that's the problem. It's just okay. Well, that's that's not a bad excuse. Actually, that's not a bad excuse. <laughs> so, tell me what's happening with you. And I'll tell what I thought would fill in these weekday professional broadcast, David. Well, no, I just I through. think we should tape on the week so we can treat it with respect and seriousness, and always make the time. It's just we're supposed to meet Sunday afternoons, and I'm never available Sunday afternoons, and I always put you off. And I feel like you're starting to think that I don't take this seriously, and I do take doing this with you seriously. But the way to do that for me is to do it on a weekday because that's where my serious time is but the problem is because my weekdays vary i can't hold to a week i mean i can definitely do it one weekday but i just i can't say every monday at three o'clock unfortunately or every x day at whatever o'clock because i work on call but as long as we can do it one day let's say in the beginning of the week monday tuesday or wednesday Mm -hmm. and i let you know ahead of time then yeah that would be fine i'd I'd happily do that okay so monday tuesday or wednesday let's say noon is this time good for you yeah, it's great. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, because it's 5 p.m. here, which is kind of good for me. It means that I can still um, have the rest of my evening. It's the only podcast that's about scheduling the podcast. It's a- I mean, no other podcast has it, David. So to be fair, this is unique. Do people listen to this? Have you got any listeners? I mean, I called my cousin yesterday who's going to be embarrassed when I say this about him, but he's somewhat of, uh, I won't say big shot, that's not fair, but he's a successful producer Wow! in Los Angeles of television. No. And some movies, but mostly television. Okay, what what movies? What TV shows? I mean, he's got that those two shows on Netflix, How to Become a Tyrant and How to Become a Cult Leader. Wow. And he's worked on some stuff for Squire, and I know he listens to the show, and I feel terrible that I don't remember everything he's done. He did a great movie with his, a long time ago, that was on Netflix for a time called The Final Member that I loved and recommended to all my friends. It's so insane that you've mentioned all of these shows and I not have a fucking clue of each one. I mean, if you told me Stranger Things, I'd be like, oh my God, he's amazing. I have no idea what you've done. These are shows, How to Become a Tyrant was pretty successful on Netflix, I gotta say. Okay, so what did he ask him? Did you ask him for a job? No, he listens to this show. Oh, what's his name? His name's Jonah Beckor. His production company's called Citizen Jones. He's got like 10 people working for him. I mean, yeah, he's like, he does well. He's a working person in television who like has a career and can support himself. In Hollywood. In Hollywood, which to me, just the very act of doing that. Look, he's very successful. I look up to him and he listens to this fucking show. Oh, don't you feel sometimes like a failed adult? I think that's what I think I failed adulthood. That's what I feel like at the moment. You're talking about being a failed. First of all, I want to get the point out about my cousin, which is he listens to the show and now we're just talking about scheduling the show and so I'm embarrassed. But my other point was failed adults. I'm like, do I go back to my old career? I said 40 was the time where if nothing was happening in radio and by mean mean my when I told this to my shrink, he's like, "What do you mean by nothing happening?" And I'm like, okay, making a decent salary where at least I'm breaking even every year and not just bleeding my savings. Mm. What did he say? Nothing. He just listens. Fucking psychiatrist bollocks. You pay these people too much money to listen and then give you drugs. (laughs) Exactly. Fucking bull. That's such a scam, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What what do you do? I listen. 
How does that make you feel? And uh, how's your dosage of gabapentin going? How's your dosage of Welbutrin going? How's your dosage of Doxepin going? How's your dosage of Propranolol going? This is what they do. Yeah, should we give you some more? Do you want to get some more? Take, take some more. Here you go. I'm on four medications. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. But no, I just feel, maybe it's just now, I don't feel like it properly, but maybe I just feel like I've failed adulthood. And I shouldn't, you know, there's that thing, you shouldn't look around and you shouldn't compare yourself to other people. That's just the, that's just like the beginning of the end if you start doing that. I don't think it's you shouldn't or you should. It's you should try to fill your life with a minimum amount of the dysfunctional crap. And that dysfunctional crap is comparing yourself to others. And you should try to fill your life with a maximum amount of meaningful stuff, which is like doing the work you want to do, being the person you want to be, comparing yourself to you yesterday and making small improvements. But I interrupt because it's not like black or white, sorry to be racist. Racist. It's not left or right. It's not like you're one way or the other where you're just comparing yourself to others or you're this perfect person who never compares yourself to anybody but you. Uh, you're always somewhere in between. It's a needle, right? You just want to have that needle in the direction of the meaningful, helpful, useful stuff that get, makes you feel like you're making progress and doing better every day and less of the, hey, my neighbor's making more money than me. Do you look for your parents' approval? Do you seek your parents' approval or not really? Ah, It's complicated, right? Because I never got it. And no matter what I do, I, I never got it. And then one day I woke up and I had it because I had this career in Silicon Valley. I like to say I am looking for this abstract notion of the parents I want's approval. These imaginary parents. Like my, I, 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 uh, I transpose this on top of my psychiatrist. I transpose this on top of my friends, my girlfriend. And I want their approval. But really... Deep down, don't we always just want our parents' approval, whether they're alive, they're dead, whether you only have one parent? I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? Because you're, you're like outside of this sort of environment, you're very talented tech nerd aren't you like a zuckerberg type thing so you could easily get like a great job in new york and be paid loads of money i don't know right because when i left that career it was all milk and honey like i could have whatever job i want i did well i could go to that company whatever everyone's hiring money's flowing yeah. the pay is good then this recession happened that particularly affected tech and that was after i left the industry and all my former peers my girlfriend who works in that career they're like dude the way you remember it is not quite the way it is not only that, and I'm out. I've got three years, no experience. Three years, I've left this career. Three years to not know what's going on. And things move fast in this field. Like yeah. when I left, no one was talking about AI. Do they still do Control-Alt-Delete? Yeah, sure, if you want to. Have you tried turning it on and off again? Yeah, I mean, that's the extent of my tech knowledge for you guys. So, I mean, would you go back? I mean, I'm guessing New York has got like a, a big tech hub as well. I know it's finance, but they might do like tech stuff, right? No, there's plenty of tech companies here. I mean, it's not OneNote like Silicon Valley where that's all there is pretty much. Here, there's all kinds of industry. But yeah, there's tech companies headquartered here hiring. Spotify's headquartered here. I mean, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. One that I really like and that I've always wanted to work at, which is really nerdy, which you've never heard of. Go on. It's called Digital Ocean. Jesus Christ. What's that? They sell cloud computing servers and cloud computing services. Right. And what would you do? Like be a salesman for them or program it or something? I. It's kind of a young person's game, coding, right? So I'm very lucky in that before I left my career, I was managing engineers. I wasn't actually coding anymore. So that's sort of an older person's job. And by older, I mean like 35 plus. Jesus Christ. So I do know and I have experience managing. So I would probably go back into management and I would manage, you know, individual engineers. Yeah, I, individu I managed seven engineers in my last job, my last like normal person job, yeah. 
And will they ask you, hi, David, what did you do for the last three years? Well, I tried to launch a podcast and I went to Burning Man. I shattered a bucket. It's funny you should ask because when I left my job, the notion that you should take a sabbatical to pursue your artistic passions and then come back to your career was like a perfectly fine thing. You could explain a gap in a resume that way and still get hired anywhere. Now, I don't know. I do, and, and so I'm a little worried. You know, I'm losing sleep over this thinking, OK, if I run out of money. What am I going to do? Do I have to go back to an entry-level job because I won't be able to get a decent one? I mean, McDonald's always hire, don't they? McDonald's always hire. I mean an entry-level engineering position, Tony. It's still good money, though. I mean, it depends. On- it, it is, but it just won't be like New York, Manhattan money. It's more like Brooklyn money. Mm. Do you ever get feedback from the show? Does anybody ever email back? Is there anybody listening? Look, I'm uh, when we were on um, commercial radio, I couldn't bribe anybody. And now I'm offering a bribe. If anybody is listening to the show, and I would genuinely send you a postcard from England. If you email David and say, I listen to the show, I will send you a postcard. That, that, that's a win-win scenario for everybody. Okay, at David at jew.pizza. I don't know why I started the email address with at. There is no uh, at. My email address is simply david at jew.pizza. Tony, you always wanted to send gifts to our listeners when we were on commercial radio. Yes! I love the connection. I told you, David, the reason I like this radio is that it's the, it's the touching people across the airwaves without getting into any sort of Me Too movement, David. I loved it. <laughs> you know, I like touching people and I love meeting people and I, and I just think, you know, this medium is great, but it's very difficult this now what we're doing is just talking into the abyss and i'd like to get some feedback you know if people ever listen and go oh my god i'd like a postcard from him or and then we just chat to people and you know it'll be nice i think uh, my plan is i wanted to play a game with you and i'm trying to get people who will come onto the show with us and you have to guess what they do for a living that's my next um my next thing i love it so you you would bring him in on zoom uh, every time we have a chat and you would just you would kind of try and guess what they did from just their voices and stuff and i would sit there as the uh, as like the games master on top and uh, it would be fun and then you'd meet people and then maybe i'd meet a new yorker like i want to meet like the the real cliched new i want to meet like the taxi hey i'm walking here oh oh yeah Yeah, i want to meet that i want to meet the guy who sells hot dogs outside that are like like i don't know whether they're rats or not i want to meet the pizza guy uh i want to meet the the the, you know the high-end girls walking around fifth avenue buying crap i want to see all that crap that's what i like i have to tell you about something and it involves burning man David again, really? Go for it. Well, it's why you should come, because I know you like to do your little fake New Yorker, New Jersey accent where you're like, pizza, <laughs> pasta, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do it for me a little bit? I want a little bit of pepperoni pizza with cheese. I'll have a slice. Not a, not a full pizza, a slice, baby. A slice. Oh, so my friend, who is also black, I don't know why I felt the need to mention that. I don't know why you need to say that. He is one of the DJs at uh, the radio station of Burning Man, and we don't talk about Burning Man at all other than I was sitting in on his show and he sat in on my show. His, he's like a pretty well-known DJ. He's a really interesting guy. His name's Kid Tronic or CX. Chris is his real name. And um, he made this character called Mickey Meatball. And I made a character named Tony Pepperoni. And we were doing the most offensive Italian stereotypes. And every joke he'd make, I'd be like, my ex-wife. And we'd be like, oh. And I'm like, newsflash, we can't find my ex-wife's lawyer. And then I'm like, we can't find my ex-wife's lawyer's lawyer. And he's like, where's your ex-wife's lawyer's lawyer's lawyer's? He's swimming with the fishes. It was so stupid. And it was so funny. And we kept going and kept referring to the stupid jokes that we'd already done. 
done. And I guess I tell you the story because you mentioned talking to New Yorkers. He is mm. a New Yorker. He's been in like Brooklyn forever. Oh, let's talk to him. Can you get him next time we talk? Yes, actually. I think you would love him. Okay, let's do that. So put that in the list. Okay, but the other thing I wanted to say was this is why you would love coming and doing radio there, and I think you should block the time off. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. No, you always do this. We'll see, we'll see, and then you never come. I know. Burning Man is a hard thing. The Burning Man is a hard thing. I just... You will love it. I just don't think I can live without toilet paper. You will love it. Yeah, well, we'll see. You will love it. Possibly, possibly, we'll see. Can we just talk about Thanksgiving? What is going to stop you from coming? Just work? Just work. And I will know probably beginning of November, because it's the 23rd of November, right? Because we can come and fucking tape on Thanksgiving and do a Thanksgiving special. How awesome would that be? But no, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, I'll let you know probably beginning of November. So we've got a month I can fix. I have, I have set up alerts on my phone and, um, you're, you're not, are you closer to JFK or LaGuardia? Uh, I, I mean LaGuardia, but if there's traffic, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of equidistant from, uh, JFK, Newark and LaGuardia. They're all equally bad. But you've got like transit though, right? You don't have to get a car. You can just get underground. Is it Metro subway? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You can take the train to Newark. You can take the train to JFK. There is no train to LaGuardia. You have to bus, but it's mm-hmm. all easy. Are you near a train station, a bus, uh, metro station, subway? I'm on like four different lines where I am. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you live on like higher floors, but you've had rats, haven't you? Mice. Mice. How on earth did they get up there? Did you just climb up? Did they get on a lift with you or something? Dude, I live in a 200-year-old building. Wow. That is quite amazing, really. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this this year feels like it's dragged on a bit. Nothing major has happened. You know, it, it just feels like it's just like a drag of a year. Apart, I mean, the the whole Burning Man was a massive success for you. I know that that you that was your highlight of your year, wasn't it? I'm happy with this podcast. I just need to do more effort in getting it out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually happy with the quality of it, which is <laughs> funny given the quality of this episode. <laughs> Might be the best joke I've ever made. It is, absolutely. But I just I just remember being a podcaster when I was a hobbyist, like four years ago. And I remember just everything I did was such a disappointment to myself. Because it's in my mind, it's like, it's not good enough. And this is, while I don't think great, it's like adequate. And I'm just, I'm happy with that. So I launched this thing in June. So I'm actually doing okay. Like I, I'm, I'm working. It's just not paying. It's not paying the bills. Stop bringing anything in. Okay, hypothetically, let's go back five years ago. You're in that coffee shop and you're doing your podcast from the window and and I walk along. What, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? Just radio show wise, not girlfriend or career or whatever. Like on the show, what would I do differently? Nothing. I'm just saying you could go back right now to that time where I walked past you and you had that telephone on the window and you were doing your normal job in the day and I think you were doing it once a week on the window, whatever. What would you do? What would you tell yourself, right, David? This is what you need to do. It's interesting. Actually, nothing. Okay. Not because the show was perfect. The show sucked. For those listening who have no idea what we're talking about, this is back when I was a hobbyist and I was trying to work every week, trying to do radio every week, but, you know, as a hobbyist and, you know, as a, as a passion project, as a thing I did after work that I didn't give myself to completely, but I was plugging along, trying to get better. You know, you can imagine someone who's 
trying to be a musician full-time. They're trying to be a studio musician full-time. They're trying to pick up work, play gigs every day. That's where I'm at now in terms of radio. But back then, this studio musician is just practicing their guitar at night while they do their day job. That This was the radio equivalent of that. And I couldn't be where I am today if I didn't put in that work then, even though it sucked. Okay. So you'd, you'd, you'll, you'd subscribe to the theory that you wouldn't change anything and be at the same position? I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. <laughs> I've burned bridges... I have regrets, but in terms of just what would I change in some sense, nothing. I remember interviewing this San Francisco eccentric. That's where I was, we were doing the show. And his name was Chicken John. I remember. He ran for mayor as a joke in San Francisco. And he started accepting donations to like put up funny ads and this and that. And then he ran in trouble with the law because once you start taking donations, you have to actually take it seriously. Of course, yeah. So he was like worried about going to jail or whatever. I mean, I don't know if this story is 100% accurate. You can read it on Wikipedia, but Chicken John is all you have to look up. But it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so he ended up taking the mayoral run all the way. He lost, of course. He got like 500 votes. I thought you were going to tell me he won and the mayor of... <laughs> That would have been amazing. He want he was just doing it as a as a as an artistic publicity stunt, but he had right. to do so it was kind of funny and he made local news because it's like local eccentric. Of course, yeah. He's like a performer, he does circus sideshow kind of he's like a weird San Francisco eccentric guy who's in the artistic scene there. And it's like guy has to run for mayor or could face legal trouble. And it was a funny Because he's been given money to do it. I get it, yeah. Yeah. But he's a guy who anyone who's in the art scene in San Francisco would have heard of. And he was on my show. And yep. he, what I thought was talking down to me, he was like, you know, do you love radio? And I think I said yes or whatever. He's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, this is my passion. He's like, this is your open mic. One day you're going to be in radio full time, whatever. One day you're going to be a professional if you stay the course. But right now, this is your open mic. No one's listening. No one cares. This is a terrible show. But keep doing it every week because it's just like stand-up comedy or, or as a musician. It's your open mic to perform and grow your craft. And I was offended when he said that. Were you? Okay. I felt like he was talking down to me. And in some sense he was. But he was 100% right. And so it's taking that view that makes me say I wouldn't change anything. That was my time to really grow my craft, figure out what my voice was, figure out what I was doing. And, and yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything. And plus the guy saying that he was called Chicken John. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, John Rinaldi is his name. Uh, but yeah. It prefixed by chicken. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing now. Uh, well, he's in San Francisco still. I think he runs parties and this and that. And his wife, its the plot actually thickens. His wife owned the coffee shop where <gasps> I did the show. No way. What a weird comment. Was that, what was the coffee shop called? Ritual Coffee. Ritual Coffee, that's right. Yep. Wow. Oh, my goodness. He's what? Didn't you do it from like an electronic shop in the past? Yeah, it was first in an electronic shop. That shop closed and I did it from a coffee shop. Now I'm doing it for my home. I should probably just do this in a shop window in New York and, and get back. It's funny, like these old creative ideas I had, I didn't execute on them well, but they were good ideas. And now I'm like well positioned to execute on them better. I should bring some of them back, some of the more experimental ideas. Would that be pricey? Could you imagine doing that in New York somewhere, just a, a, a little shop somewhere and a big on-air sign and just having the absolute crackheads and weirdo of New York just talk to you? How amazing would that be? That would be amazing, but I worry they would kill me. Like they'd shoot me while I was doing the show. But maybe that sense of danger would make the show better. I mean, what a show, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like a... What a show. The world's most dangerous podcast. 
<laughs> See, David, the world's most... You know, you could do that. We could do like Nicaragua, mm -hmm. Colombia and places like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be amazing. And I'd be in the safety of the UK. So you're going to find out early November... Yes. ...whether you're going to be able to come to Thanksgiving. Correct, Ticus. What are the odds? Low. I would say... No, no. The odds are 60, 40, 40, 60. 40 in favor of coming? Correct. 60, possibly not, because of work. I get my new rotor on the 1st of November, which will tell me where I am and what I'm doing work-wise. Yeah. I've requested a 23rd and 24th off, but obviously I need days before and after to fly, right? I mean, it's one day to... Come and one day to go. Well, it's no, it's one day to come because you lose five hours. And then when you go, you gain five hours. So it's like you and it's an eight hour flight. So if you leave at seven in the morning, you'll be in the UK for 10. Yeah. You know, so you don't really lose that last day. So that, that's where I am at at the moment. But I will let you know. What do you do? What are you doing? Who's coming for Thanksgiving? I haven't organized it yet because I'm, I'm trying to figure out whether you're coming. I may end up doing Thanksgiving with other friends. Oh, that'd be nice. But I want you to come. We had always planned on doing this. Okay, we'll, we'll decide. Yeah, it's like eight hours here, so you totally lose a day because it's eight hours plus five hours of time mm -hmm. change. But then it's seven hours back, so you, it's, you gain five hours, so it's a two-hour flight back. Okay. It's very boring for anyone listening. I can't believe I just said I'm happy with the quality of this podcast. This is the worst thing we've ever recorded, Tony. <laughs> I think it's fantastic, to be fair. We're talking about plane schedules. <laughs> we're I mean, I love it. I mean, if, if, if we could talk more about plane schedules, it would be amazing. <laughs> what does Miranda like doing for Thanksgiving? Whatever. She used to go back home, but it's far. And it's. I always liked the Canadian Thanksgiving model because it's one day off work. Wow. And it's in October. And it's not too big a deal. So, like, if you live on the east coast of Canada and it's a six-hour flight to the west coast where your family is, it's no big deal. Okay. Regardless, it's far away from Christmas. It's two months, like, all of November, all of December. Here, there's such pressure to go home. And it's a fucking month away from Christmas. Plus, Americans don't get vacation, ever. Yes, I've heard that. That's a true thing. They get, I mean, Canadians get like more vacation. It's a little closer to the American model, but they're statutory holidays, which are actually statutory. Here, a statutory holiday just means the government takes the time off and the banks are open. It's up to your employer whether they want to give it to you or not. Um, so, you know, people don't get Christmas or if they work Christmas, they don't get overtime. It's wild. It is state to state. I think there are some states that actually give it to you, but it's, it's like that in the U.S. where these laws that govern little things like this are, are based on the state. They're not federally mandated. I guess it's like that in the UK, but you've only got four states or four countries, so it's not as, you know, 50. But we've got loads of bank holidays. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, in the UK, it's like you hardly ever work. Americans don't get hardly any time off. They have to travel twice to their hometowns. Plus, Americans move everywhere. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like it's Americans will just change cities like it's nothing. People in Canada, you know, it's... They stay put a lot more. They stay in their hometowns a lot more. Oh, okay. And just like live there, grow up there, die there. I feel like it's like that in the UK too. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't want to move. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. Back to this shitty model. So they get no time off. They have to use it for Thanksgiving because there's all this pressure. So they go all the way home for Thanksgiving. And then a month later, it's Christmas, same pressure. They go all the way home. They waste their time off. And then there's 10 months of the year between Christmas and your next Thanksgiving where they never go home. And they've used all their vacation. It's it's wild. I'm like, why don't you do Thanksgiving a little earlier? What well, what's the statutory holiday for most people? Like a normal office job? Are they giving like two weeks a year? 
Yeah, two weeks, I think, yeah. Plus a few uh, bank holidays, like Thanksgiving, Christmas. So 14 days, so that's kind of three working weeks, I guess. No, 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 10 days off is standard. Oh, Christ, 10 days. And then they'll get a few holidays, like they'll get Christmas, they'll get Thanksgiving, they'll get Memorial Day, they'll get Veterans Day, they'll get July 4th. Martin Luther King? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, but some states have some weird racist thing where they like celebrate the South on MLK Day, although I think that's changing. That'd be amazing, I'd want both. Yeah, so they'll get, I don't know, six, seven, eight holidays, they'll get maybe three, six days, and then they'll get 10 usable holidays. That's like standard. It's wild to me. So here is 28 days minute. That's a 28 days a month. Can you imagine it? It's mad, isn't it? You're only actually working 11 months of the year. If the large corporations give the workers the time off, they'll have time to realize how much they're being exploited. Yes. You know, it's wild here. There's no labor laws. There's Although people are becoming increasingly pro-union right now in the U.S., I think as a result of the current... Believe me, Americans are still vehemently anti-union, but the union sentiment in the U.S. is getting slightly better in the last few years. Okay. I think with the pandemic and and the the mini recession we're going through. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. The most boring thing we've ever recorded. I know. Unions, scheduling. The way I look at it, though, David, is it it can only go up from here. True. And in that sense, I'm about ready to end this taping. And so it really can only go up from here because it'll be over. Correct. David, this has been epic. Let's use this as a benchmark for how low we don't want to go again, shall we? How low can you go? Okay, this is it. So, David, I'm going to say that this is this is the lowest we've ever been. Yeah. Um, we started off saying that we're not adulting properly, and we've ended on union talk. Yep. And now we're going to talk about how I'm going to title this podcast in the podcast app, How Low Can You Go? That's going to be the title for the episode. How low can you go? I like it. So we've talked about scheduling. We've talked about planes. We've talked about how holidays work and vacation policy works. <laughs> And now we're talking about how to title this. The thing that you're listening to, which you'll have already seen the title, if you're listening, but no one will have made it this far, let's be honest. No, no one will have made it this far. But Tony wants to send you a gift. So if you are listening, send me an email, david at jew.pizza. Tony always wanted to send our listeners gifts when we were doing commercial radio. Our bosses wouldn't let us because it conflicted with like the giveaway policies. There's like so many strange rules in commercial radio. There are no strange rules on this other than you don't have to listen. So please don't. It was a great concept of sending someone a tongue scraper. I just thought that was the best thing ever. Yeah, I love tongue scrapers, but that's an important, that's a topic for an episode that people are really going to enjoy. Exactly. How low can you go? Tony, have a great rest of the day. David, you have a wonderful day. I will see you between Monday and Wednesday next week. Okay. Love you, baby.